The sea is angry, my friends. Yet people keep messing with it and assuming that everything will be completely fine. Big mistake. In a somewhat shocking turn of events, a submarine carrying tourists to the wreckage of the Titanic has gone missing, which almost certainly means everyone on board that thing is dead and gone, increasing the Titanic's body count a full century after the luxury liner sank after hitting an iceberg in the northern part of the Atlantic Ocean. We did it. First off, yes, this is tragic and at the very least horrifying, and probably one of the worst ways to perish. But we'll get into why this was an outrageous risk for everyone involved, and how it carries a risk that is in a lot of ways higher than even visiting space in one of Elon or Jeff Bezos' rockets. Yeah, I managed to avoid not dying in a deep sea submersible by doing uh, one simple trick, is uh, staying the fuck on land. Yeah. Pretty simple. Also, no helicopters. Helicopters and submarines? Nope. No. Uh-uh. I've heard too many stories. Yes. Uh, so, look, like... And the Blue same Origin, goes for one of those damn rockets. Yeah, uh -uh. if a rocket exploded filled with tourists, everyone would be like, yeah, that, that sucks, but that will happen. That Sometimes was, rockets was, do that. It's only a matter of time. I mean, before every single celebrity that went in Blue Origin, the entire world was like, Huh, I wonder if that's going to explode or not. Hope it doesn't, but it might, yeah. because that's what rockets do sometimes. I mean, just 40, 50 years ago, anyone that went into space, you were dealing with like a 15, 20% chance that you were going to just be vaporized yeah. in the process. But yeah, just because this thing was still technically a part of our planet doesn't mean there wasn't a huge inherent risk in this type of extreme tourism. Especially right now of all times, when things are, uh, strange things are happening out in those seas. Yes. I'm telling you. Of all, are all the weird. times to go into the ocean, you picked Things right are now. getting weird up top. We don't even know how weird they're getting way down there. And, yes. it, and it is way, way down there. Like yeah. unfathomably deep. Deep mm -hmm. enough that you should really just be like, okay, I'm gonna leave it down. Actually, there. in this one scenario, I think you can measure it by fathoms. Yeah. It, <laughs> so, is, it is quite fathomable. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, once you see this this submarine, you're going to be like, yeah, these poor folks were doomed from the start because there's a few things that would cause almost anyone to second guess their choice of vacation. Uh, it was created and operated by a private company. The controls were almost entirely uh, touchscreen and also Xbox <laughs> controller. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it navigated via text message from a ship on the surface. And the only physical controls were, yeah, it's not even the official controller. No, it the looks like a Mad Cat. Mad Cat's game controller. I, I saw people uh, were saying it's like a Logitech controller or something. Mm -mm. But uh, still, no thanks. And I know. I believe Logitech owns Mad Cats, so. Oh, uh, maybe, yeah. Uh, I'm aware that a lot of things are controlled, and, and it is jarring sometimes to see a lot of things being controlled by video game controllers. I get it. But as a person presumably going on this uh, submarine, I would take a look inside and go, you know what? No. I'm sure it works great. It's Would I trust my life to it? Maybe not. No. But yeah, this damn, it's, it's tiny. It only fits five people. Are you ready to start freaking out even more? Because here it comes. This thing has enough oxygen for 96 of the most terrifying final hours of your life before everyone stops breathing. Uh -huh. I would prefer less oxygen. <laughs> Can you make it so there's just enough oxygen yeah. for a tiny mistake? Good news, folks. If things go horribly wrong, you are just sitting down here at the bottom of the sea with your thoughts for uh, about four or five days. Just, yeah. Just nothing you can do. You just, just, just all five of us crammed in this fucking tin can mm -hmm. at the bottom of the sea. 
Um, yeah. It's so, either that or, yeah. Yeah, some, if something caused it to depressurize. That's also whatever. bad. That's that not a great thing. That ever, no one on board had even a second to realize that they were going to die, which is honestly the best of the two scenarios. Although depressurization, uh, there's been a few uh, documented catastrophic depressurization scenarios, and they are uh, just some of the most horrific shit I've ever read. Uh-huh. Uh, there's this Russian one, I think it's it's called, like, the the Dolphin, and there's pictures of it, and you definitely shouldn't look them up, because uh, you ever want to see a person turn into spaghetti? I hope not, but that's what happened. Yeah, well, this, at the depths that they were going, um, it, you, you, wouldn't, you would be dead before you even realized it. Yeah. yeah, it would be instantaneous. Now, having said that, there is still, maybe... A chance. Elon? Oh, oh we, he does have uh, some involvement in this. Let's send that bullet down. Come uh, on. There is a very, not tiny chance, but there's a chance that it is not on the ocean floor at a depth that makes rescue impossible. It could just be floating around somewhere on the surface of the ocean. But get this. The hatch can only be opened from the outside. Oh. So if they don't find this tiny submarine, if it is just floating... Within 96 hours of the hatch closing, which is when they sent it down, before they lost it, they are still done for. Well, I, you know, at least it's in the Atlantic. If this was the Pacific, oh my God, that's so much ocean. But the Atlantic, oh, it's so small. Oh, small. It's so small. small. <laughs> Very easy to find. Yeah. Uh, so yes, this is a real-life horror movie. Uh, and oh, by the way, it isn't even the first time that this exact same submarine has gotten lost. Though luckily, last time it, it happened, it was only lost for a few hours. And then they found it, which is good. And they learned... No, they didn't learn anything, apparently. Let's say this again, though. It is operated... Uh, everything is relying on touchscreen and on a video game controller. And by the way, the Titanic is over two miles below the surface of the ocean. That doesn't seem that far. <laughs> two miles? How bad could it be? I, I've walked two miles on a, you know, a nice afternoon hike. What's yeah. the big deal? Well... <laughs> No thanks for me. Uh, here's the BBC with more on this latest harrowing ordeal. A massive search and rescue operation is underway in the mid-Atlantic after a tourist submarine went missing during a dive to Titanic's wreck on Sunday. I should use a mid-Atlantic accent for this. No, 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 please don't. Contact with the small sub was lost after just about an hour and 45 minutes into its dive, the U.S. Coast Guard said. No, all right, no. I'm not going to do it. Tour firm OceanGate said all options were being explored to rescue the five people on board. Tickets cost... $250,000 for an eight-day trip, including dives to the wreck at a depth of 3,800 meters or 12,500 feet. Government agencies, the U.S. and Canadian navies, and commercial deep-sea firms are helping the rescue operation, officials said. The missing craft is believed to be OceanGate's Titan submersible, a truck-sized sub that holds five people and usually dives with a four-day emergency supply of oxygen. On Monday afternoon, Rear Admiral John Mauger of the U.S. Coast Guard told a news conference, we anticipate there is somewhere between 70 and the full 96 hours available at this point. He also said that two aircrafts, a submarine and sonar buoys, were involved in the search for the vessel, but noted the area in which the search is taking place was remote, making operations difficult. So, I mean, they know where the Titanic is, so just look around there. If you don't see it, they're probably dead. Yeah, uh, a few things here. The only people who can afford to go on this adventure are outrageously wealthy, 
And one of the people who is part of this trip in particular is a man named Hamish Harding, a 58-year-old billionaire who went to space on board one of the Blue Origin missions. This is a new Final Destination movie. It's crazy. They failed to get him on that one, so uh, fate has struck again. But back to the BBC article, which speaks about this exact scenario playing out just last year. And the time that time there was a reporter from CBS News on board the submarine. David Pogue, a CBS reporter who traveled in the Titan submersible last year, told the BBC about the issues that both the submersible crew and land crew were likely to be experiencing, saying that there was currently no way to communicate with the vessel as neither GPS nor radio work underwater. Quote, when the support ship is directly over the sub, they can send short text messages back and forth. Clearly, those are no longer getting a response, Mr. Pogue said. He added that because the passengers were sealed inside the vessel by bolts applied from the outside, there's no way to escape even if you rise to the surface by yourself. You cannot get out of the sub without a crew on the outside letting you out. Listen, maybe I'm, maybe I'm stupid, but this was my submarine. I'd have them just two miles, two miles of rope. That's not a lot of rope. You just send them down two miles of rope so you know that it's... You get a little tug. Yeah, hey. How, uh, how you guys right, doing down there? pull them up. And, uh, and then you avoid this, this whole tragedy yeah. through this one simple trick. They were leaving breadcrumbs behind, but all the fish ate them. Yeah, that's also, the problem with breadcrumbs. Like ha- I know, I know. Uh, being able to open a hatch from the inside, probably not the best idea. But I feel like submarines have been built this way for a very long time. Also, I don't, I don't know, an emergency hatch that blows off maybe? Or... The fact that once you're at a certain depth, it's impossible to open that hatch anyway. Right, so yeah. like, you have to surface. But um, I, did you see that uh, the only, I think it's like the only vessel capable of actually rescuing them on the sea floor is uh, owned by Gabe Newell and is huh? on the other side of the world. So oh, it's unavailable. Busy. But yeah, it's like the only other submarine that's like capable of actually getting them there is, is owned by Gaben. Yeah. And uh, yeah. There's a reason we don't go down there a lot. It's dangerous. It's very dangerous. But buckle up, guys, because in his own reporting for CBS at the time, Mr. Pogue wrote, I was a little nervous, especially given the paperwork, which read, this experimental vessel has not been approved or certified by any regulatory body and could result in physical injury, emotional trauma, or death. This is not your grandfather's submersible. Inside, the sub has about as much room as a minivan. It has one button. The Titan is the only five-person sub in the world that can reach Titanic's depth, 2.4 miles below the sea. And yet, I couldn't help noticing how many pieces of this sub seemed improvised with off-the-shelf components. Piloting the craft is run with a video game controller. Pogue said, It seems like this submersible has some elements of MacGyver jerry-riggedness. I mean, you're putting construction pipes as ballast. Our dive in the Ocean Gate submersible had made it down only 37 feet when floats came off the platform, and that wasn't supposed to happen. The mission was scrubbed. So he goes on to talk about two more attempts, one where they lost connection to the surface ship, which guides them via text message, and one where they were finally successful and actually got to see the Titanic. So... Hey. Best of three. Yeah. Not not too bad, I guess. Sure. Um, Well, for that guy, at least. But yeah. these folks are either somewhere underwater, which pretty much seals their fate, or they're floating somewhere and can't get in contact with anyone for some reason. And yeah, not that we have to even mention it, but oceans are massive. Big water. And it seems as though any emergency location hardware clearly isn't functioning. 
nor is whatever the hell Elon Musk's Starlink was doing to assist in the original mission. Starlink's official account tweeted last week before all this went down that, quote, internet from space is supporting the Titanic dive expedition. Uh, great. We love technology that works, don't we, folks? So, yeah, I, they're just going to have to do sweeps of the last known location with planes and boats and find it within the next, at this point, I don't know, 48 hours or so. And that's if it's floating on the surface. Right. Which right. it seems unlikely because it seems like they'd be able to connect with Starlink or send a text message or something. Not going to mince words here. I mean, I, I, I hope that these people are found and rescued, but... There's a lot of places I'd rather be than in some missing submarine. Yeah, no, this is uh, this is horrific. But also, it's it's one of those things that's horrific to consider yourself in that situation, but then you remember, oh, I would never be in that situation. Because why the fuck would I get in a tiny submarine to go to the bottom of the Almost ocean? Almost no I don't need to do that. Would ever want to do this. Yeah. If nothing else, this will be the end of this kind of weird and obviously dangerous type of tourism. Well, at least going down. Going up still... A lot of money, come on. Yeah. Well, you only paid the deposit. You've yeah. got to pay the other half to get back up to the surface. Uh, now people are going to be visiting two wrecks down there. Hey. Um, so, look, this is of all the ways to go, especially as a rich person. This is downright horrific. Yeah. And I hope for their sake that it was quick. Because... 96 hours of either floating helplessly or sitting on the bottom of the ocean next to the fucking Titanic. Uh, wild. Wild. Yeah. Well, okay, let's move on. Uh, plus, yeah, if you're actually interested in visiting the wreck of the Titanic, uh, good news, guys. There's no shortage of actual footage from previous expeditions, and a recently released full-size 3D digital scan that was made available online. You don't need to go anywhere near the ocean. It's a beautiful scan, You can get folks. on the computer and look at it there. Here's the BBC from their coverage just last month. The first full-size digital scan of the Titanic, which lies 3,800 meters or 12,500 feet down in the Atlantic, has been created using deep-sea mapping. It provides a unique 3D view of the entire ship, enabling it to be seen as if the water has been drained away. The new scan captures the wreck in its entirety, revealing a complete view of the Titanic. It lies in two parts, with the bow and the stern separated by about 800 meters, 2,600 feet. A huge debris field surrounds the broken vessel. The scan was carried out in summer 2022 by Magellan Limited, a deep-sea mapping company, and Atlantic Productions, who are making a documentary about the project. Submersibles, remotely controlled by a team on board a specialist ship, spent more than 200 hours surveying the length and breadth of the wreck. They took more than 700,000 images from every angle, creating an exact 3D reconstruction. And yeah, as always, links are in the description. Interesting that they were able to remotely control a submersible from the top using what I imagine is just magic, because clearly the people on the Titan had no access to such such uh, voodoo. Uh, it could have been done with uh, like a very long uh, cable. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's the first thing I would do. If I'm planning on sending a submarine down the Titanic, go down to Home Depot, Get I'm going to need a lot of rope. 2.4 miles, but... Again, this is this is just people doing this to say that they've done it. 
Yeah. I I don't believe there's any actual natural fascination with this other than I get to do something that almost no one else has done. It's like barely fucking there anymore. Like the amount that the Titanic has just like fallen apart in the last like 30 years is, uh, yeah, it's, it's a big pile of trash down there. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's rich dick shit like climbing Everest where like, yeah, they're doing it. To also, it's say kind of that they did. It's kind of dark tourism too, because it is a gigantic cemetery. Yeah. A lot of people are they're, they're dust now, but like a lot of people fucking died there. It's it's yeah. pretty morbid. Yeah. Um. But hey, that's something that's happening, and uh, there is a literal time clock on it. So by the time this goes up, who knows? They're probably going to be safe at home with their families. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, we got the 3D model. They should make a CSGO map of the Titanic. There you right? go. They got the, the assets are already Coming there. soon to Fortnite, the yeah. Titanic. You can, you, you can <laughs> play as the ship. See, we found a way to laugh at it, folks, yeah. didn't we? Uh, anyway, speaking of, uh, you know, video games, let's switch from a shipwreck to a train wreck. XQC, a.k.a. Felix Lengel, has just become one of the richest content creators on the planet. And before we get into the figures and the reporting, we're just going to point out the obvious here. We really don't know all that much about this guy or his content. All I know is that he's, like, addicted to gambling. And he used like, to be an Overwatch player, and he yells a lot on his stream. Yeah, I think this is the guy that just blows, like, crazy. Like, he is, like, straight up addicted to gambling. Mm-hmm. And whatever the money they're paying him here, a lot of that's just bye bye. Poof, gone. Uh, his content does make us feel old and out of touch, and we've only become aware of his stuff whenever it becomes impossible to ignore, when it elevates to Twitter or Reddit or something like that. But he does obviously have an enormous fan base, and that's fine, I guess. I don't know. These numbers, however, are absolutely insane, and there's simply no way that anyone involved is recouping this amount of money. I'm going to take my talents to kick. We just hope XQC was able to actually secure the bag and didn't take some kind of stock option or equity deal because that's not real money. But that's, it could be. That's just a company being like, we are worth a hundred gazillion dollars and yeah. we're going to give you a certain percentage of that and that makes you a hundred millionaire. Never take the stock. Either way, here's the news. XQC has signed a non-exclusive $100 million deal with streaming platform Kick. Okay, so first off, what is Kick? Well, it looks like a carbon copy of Twitch, but the content that it allows and the source of its finances are uh, a bit questionable. Yeah. It's not exactly a free speech platform, but it previously attracted a, you know, a certain certain type of streamer. And that was usually someone who, would, who had run afoul of Twitch's terms of service agreement. And yeah, it really started to take off when Twitch banned certain forms of gambling from its platform. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it's kind of the anything goes version of Twitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kick is totally fine with gambling and whatnot because it appears as though it is in fact backed by a company called Stake, which is a cryptocurrency casino. Mm-hmm. So that would make sense. Uh, from their coverage, Kick, a streaming platform backed by online gaming and gambling sites in Australia like EasyGo Gaming and Stake.com, an online casino, was launched this year and is emphasizing its streamer-friendly policies. So yeah, a few moments of critical thought as to why crypto casinos view this as a lucrative deal for themselves should lead you to obvious conclusions. Mm-hmm. But back to XQC and this absolutely massive, unheard of $100 million payday. Here's the New York Times with more. 
Felix Lengiel, a Canadian known online as XQC, is signing a two-year, roughly $70 million contract with incentives that could push the total to about $100 million, said his agent, Ryan Morrison. Wait, is that the video game attorney? Side note, <laughs> if that's the same Ryan Morrison that worked for Ethan Klein on a previous lawsuit... They then, fired him. He, he, uh, then there is, uh, there's more to this already bizarre story. Yeah, he took on their case after he got big on like Reddit or some shit, and I think, yeah, the Klein's... H three people, they're like, okay, let's let's get a real lawyer. Thank you, sir. But yeah, yeah. And ever since then, he's just become like, he he's literally he's doing he's the first to do the online gamer version of putting up a billboard, yeah. the Better Call Saul billboard, mm -hmm. and be like, which here in LA we got like fifty Better Call Sauls. Yes. But uh, back to the article, uh, that aside, Mr. Youngle's deal is about as large as the two-year contract extension signed by the Los Angeles Lakers' LeBron James last year and could shake up the economics of the online entertainment world. This is more than most professional athletes and megastars, Mr. Morrison said. This is one of the highest deals in entertainment, period. I mean, okay, so this already smells like there's some serious bullshit yeah. afoot. And we would be shocked if XQC was handed any significant amount of actual cash money. Yes. This kind of feels like, uh, you know, stock, crypto ownership sort of thing that could somehow artificially inflate the size of the deal without actually, you know, handing someone $70 million plus $30 million in incentives. Because that's insane. Yes. And yeah, I mean, we're fully aware at how much, you know, money trades hands in the world of crypto and the world of gambling. But this is being presented as a totally normal deal taking place in the world of streaming, which is a world that is not doing great financially right now, specifically when it comes to where these sites traditionally make their money, which is advertisers. Twitch is already scrambling to figure out a way to stay liquid, including new and in most cases, bad deals for their massive affiliate and partner program. Uh, YouTube isn't offering deals at all anymore for exclusive streamers. Uh, Mixer, RIP, they've been dead for a few years now. Yeah. Microsoft tried it for about a year, and they were like, oh, wait, no, this is there's like no fucking way to make money at this. Mix it costs way too much money to just stream HD content 24-7. And that's just Microsoft, one of the biggest companies yeah. in the world. Yeah, Microsoft, a who had a very, like, uh, obviously... A, and a built-in success yeah, uh, thing with Xbox. A direct interest in making Mixer work, and they were just like, no, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, also this deal is being pitched as, like, non-exclusive, which would mean that XQC could stream wherever he wants and not just kick, uh, he's not exclusive there. So I don't know, something doesn't make any fucking sense because this is, uh, I don't know. The only other kick guy I've heard of is that Aiden Ross dude who is like, I don't know anything about him except that he seems like the dumbest, like literally might be the dumbest like person alive. Yeah. Like every, I don't know. I don't follow this drama enough to I don't completely either. Like, you know, I just, up into I it. just see clips and shit on like Reddit and Twitter and but like, yeah, Aiden Ross is like the first big kick guy and, uh, you know, immediately goes on there and starts uh, doing all the stuff that you can't do on, on Twitch, including, like, rampant copyright uh, violations, yeah. but also just uh, really running his mouth and kind of arguably devaluing his actual brand in the process. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's, like, the face of it. I remember now, yeah. Yeah, and he, yeah. I don't know, maybe it's just an act, but he seems, like, genuinely just, like, not a lot going on up here. Mm-hmm. 
Anyways, let's uh, let's just keep reading. Kick takes only 5% of streamers' earnings from subscriptions compared with the 50% cut that Twitch takes. As a startup, Kick is prepared to operate at a loss. Oh, that, good, because that's what you're doing. The company's chief executive. You, you are definitely, you, I'm, it's good that you're prepared because there's no fucking, you're not making any money on this. No. There's no fucking 5%? Yeah. As, what? <laughs> as this platform, no, no money is being made Absolutely here. Absolutely not. As a front for a... Allegedly, hypothetically, a front for a crypto gambling website? Uh, maybe, I don't know. Maybe, but like, the, okay, so what's fucked up about this, and which is the whole reason it got gambling got banned on Twitch, is the audience is children. Yes. Like, I don't know the exact breakdown of it, but I would imagine most of the people watching these streams are not old enough to actually legally gamble. I'd say that a, a decent amount, you would be yeah. correct. Yeah. Mr. Langlo will be expected to primarily produce content for Kick, but he will not be locked into an exclusive contract with the site and could pop up on YouTube or TikTok occasionally, Mr. Craven said. Mr. Langlo still plans to appear on Twitch, though not nearly as often as he did before signing the deal with Kick. Kick is averaging 110,000 live streams a day, still dwarfed by Twitch's 7 million monthly streamers and 31 million daily viewers, but it has grown quickly and attracted other stars. This is about creating something which is really centered around the creator itself and forming a community that is really built around them and not just solely around a corporate structure, Mr. Craven said. We don't feel like we really have a right to dip into your pockets and take a split of that. This is interesting, too, because this is sort of similar to Rumble, uh, where, like, all of their big guys, it's, like, it's non-exclusive. Like, Steven Crowder, I think, is, like, the biggest Rumble guy, and it's always, like, oh, watch, tune in for the after show on Rumble where, like, we say the stuff that they won't let us say on YouTube. But then you, like, go to Rumble and you're, like, all these numbers are fake. There's, like, there's no fucking way any of this shit is getting the views that they say they are because mm -hmm. you just look at how, you know, the other types of interaction, and it just it doesn't make sense. They're making up numbers, and I assume Kick is probably doing the same thing. <sighs> yeah. So, yeah, they're definitely looking at what Twitch is doing and clearly trying to capitalize on their, their many missteps because Twitch is fucked up been, all the time. They've been fucking up. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, fair play. But, yeah, they're going at it in a completely unsustainable, kamikaze-like way. This is industry disruption on a very weird scale because uh, if, for some reason, they are able to take a significant share of the market away from Twitch, which seems unlikely for now. Yeah. They will at some point need to turn a profit in order to stay in business. And it's certainly going to take a lot of advertiser spending and subscription buying from viewers to make even a fraction of that money back after paying the streamers and funding the operation of a platform like this. Yeah, this is without taking into consideration the operating costs of a streaming platform like yeah, this. Yeah, this is like a 2011-ass uh, gamble uh, like back when money was, uh, they were just writing blank checks to anyone with Which a startup idea. Which makes it idea. even more suspicious because that yeah. is absolutely not happening in this industry no. right now at the, all. The money is not flowing, especially on a product. They're like, okay, haven't asked this question in about a decade, but what's your path to profitability? We actually need to, like, there is none. We, we let people stream on here for free. And we only take a little tiny little fraction of the we money that comes in. bleed money. Yeah, it's at the very least... A suspicious business model. So yeah, I mean, is the intention here to get an entire generation of kids hooked on crypto gambling? You would hope not. No. But it's it's hard to not make that connection considering the companies behind the platform. Uh, having said all that, no one knows the details of XQC's deal outside of those involved. And other streamers who have signed with Kick have mentioned that they received equity in the company. Which again, that's not real money. Not until the company sells. 
if it sells. Yeah. And, and who's uh, gonna fucking buy it? Uh, and these these streamers, they'll have a, a vested interest in that until the day comes, where it either fails or sells. It might never sell. Yeah. And at the like, who would buy this? You have look at Microsoft, a half a trillion dollar company yeah, or whatever. They already tried it. They tried it. They failed. Amazon, one of the biggest companies on earth, if not the biggest, can't even make Twitch work. Yeah. Mark. YouTube wasn't even profitable until a couple of years ago. Mark Zuckerberg here. I just got the shit kicked out of me too. in a jiu-jitsu tournament. Oh, yeah, they did. Uh, Fa uh, Facebook.gg Facebook or whatever. And Facebook yeah. Watch. So it's like, you know, secure the bag, I guess. I, I think it's it, morally questionable to secure this bag in particular, but... It is really, really unfortunate that the only competition that Twitch really has is what seems like a total fucking scam. <laughs> like, I wish... I wish kick or something like it existed in a way where I wasn't immediately skeptical <laughs> yeah. of everything about it. Yeah. Because it would be good to have some alternatives. But this seems like bullshit. Mm -hmm. Now, if it was the case that all of these streamers are getting equity shares of this company or whatever, so look, if this company makes $11 billion, your percentage means you're now a billionaire. Mm. Uh, if that were the case, you would assume that streamers uh, involved would Put their best foot forward on the platform, you know? Really uh, make yeah. it a, a place that... Look at this good content I'm making now that I'm free from my Twitch shackles. Yeah, uh, which is why it's hilarious that just a day or so after the big New York Times $100 million article went public, XQC almost got banned from Kick because he was straight up streaming Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight to his audience. Just, what? So apparently he can't just do anything on this platform. During his stream of Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight, a staff member at Kick jumped into the chat room and said the following directly to XQC. Hello there. We would like to notify you that streaming the specific content is in violation of our DMCA policy. Therefore, we kindly ask you to stop your live stream and be aware that we will need to remove the current VOD containing this content. <laughs> so imagine signing a $100 million deal with a company joining the platform, and then streaming a movie owned by one of the most litigious companies of all time. Especially if your deal made you partially responsible for the financial success of that company. Fucking gamers? Streamers. Specifically streamers. They sure. are, they, I mean, yes. Yes, all gamers, but uh, streamers <laughs> in particular. Just this utter degeneracy. These people are, uh, they're living in their own little gilded age. It's wild it's to watch. very intriguing, yes. yeah. They, like, dudes that... The most fascinating thing about a lot of these streamers is, like, they got big online when they were, like, 17 and, like, literally are in just, like, this form of arrested development. Yeah! Like, there's this one guy... I don't even remember... Uh, again, I'm not a, I'm not in this world. I just see people talking about them. But there's this one guy. He's huge. I don't know his name. But he... Uh, his room... It, he, like, streams from, like, a hoarder house. And it's the room he's been living in his whole life. And there's, like... A hundred fucking empty, like, uh, fast food cups just on a table. And uh, he, like, posted a picture of his bed. And the people are like, what is that on the wall? He's like, oh, my teeth used to bleed oh, when I would fall asleep. So yeah. that's like I would wipe it on the wall. That's Asmongold, I believe. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, this is insane. Like, this guy is a fucking millionaire. But just, like, mentally has just stopped needing to improve anything about himself once people gave him money to play games. And I, I feel like a lot of them sort of exist in that 
this kind is, of stunted. Uh, this is why place. we take breaks, don't exist entirely online, try to have normal lives outside of the internet. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of, and, and both of us got started uh, with this channel and even at Machinima much, much later in life. Yeah. So, I don't know. Go touch some grass. Yeah, I mean, like, say what you will about child actors, but at least there are, like, laws around uh, how that works. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so we're obviously aware that people might call us cynical. Oh, my gosh. Me? Cynical? Mm. But, yeah, we really, really don't see Kick being around in a few years. We would be surprised. These deals seem like overinflated bullshit. A clear attempt at marketing themselves as a major player in the space, despite relatively low streaming numbers in comparison and inflated valuation, and all backed by crypto, which last time we checked wasn't doing so great. All it's going to take is one streamer blowing the whistle or any shred of government regulation, and the funding source dries up, and that's all without pointing out that it clearly operates in a moral gray area at its most basic level. So, uh, should be interesting to watch at least. I yeah. As a purely, uh, just seeing this all as a spectator, yeah, interesting. It's like many projects throughout the years where something pops up. What was it? Vessel or whatever? Uh, vessel, Ven. Uh, ven, been, Ven, Ven. Yeah, there's been so just many like, little things where I'm like, all right, let's see how long this goes. That looks really expensive. Yeah. I, they have their work cut out for them. If they don't have an absolutely massive audience from the jump and continue to hold on to that audience, probably not going to be around very long. Yeah. And sure enough... Like a year later, it's done. Yeah, and with yeah, with that one, like with a lot of these things, it's not even that they're like necessarily bad. It's just like it, it, you just take one look at it, and you're like, yeah, just having a basic understanding of like the finances of production. And you're like, oh, this is they're losing so much money. Yes, this just, is not just glancing at this. Like I'm telling you, I can I just see the money on fire. L literally, the the operating costs of a site like Kick or Twitch are so outrageously high. Yeah, that this is a. You know what? Who knows better about gambling than a casino company? So at, what do at we least, know? At least with Amazon, it's vertically integrated. Like yeah, AWS. They, they own the servers. Yeah. And even then, they're like burning money. Yeah. Running it's, just millions of streams at once. It's wild. Uh, anyways, besides, best show available right now anyway. It's back on that old punching bag, Twitch.tv. Oh, that old thing, Twitch? Yeah. Not here to glorify Twitch, but much like with Twitter, an alternative would be nice. A competitive platform, always great yeah. in general, but it's hard to deny that funny things do get big on certain platforms. And the latest must-watch stream utilizes one of the only good uses of text-based AI, which is making nonsensical comedy. And this stream is a never-ending debate between President Joe Biden and former President Donald Trump, which takes inspiration from the chat and then just lets them fight with the help of AI voice software, text generation, and some visual puppetry. Now, here is a quick sample of some footage that we're just going to grab at random. Here you go. Plebmeister, I got to tell you, buddy, your questions are so fucked up that even Sleepy Joe wouldn't touch them with a 10-foot pole. 420 all day, you absolute crazy bastard. Crystal meth will never be legal under Trump's America. And Gingerbeard, whatever the fuck your name is, let me tell you something. Indicting Trump would be like trying to stop a freight train with your dick. It's not going to work. Now, if y'all excuse me, uh, I Trump needs to go take a massive fucking dump on Biden's health care plan. Who gives a shit about some Japanese cartoon cum stain when we've got real issues to deal with? God damn it. Of course, Biden already thinks he's president, just like a kid who got his hands on a participation trophy and thinks he actually won something. And uh, leftish 
We're going to build that wall so high it'll eclipse everyone in San Francisco from the blinding light of freedom. As for Dr. Disrespect, looks like Sleepy Joe needs to pardon himself first for all his crimes against common sense and decency. You pathetic excuse for Twitch chatters. Biden's plan to build back better includes more than just butter biscuits and beer-battered boofing bag boys. It also includes shutting down your bullshit messages about radioactive ducks in the White House walls and saving this country from morons like Trump. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm, I still I don't fully understand how it works, but it's it's uh yeah it's taking, it's very quick. Yeah, it's somehow it's taking into account what chat is saying. I don't know if it's just like people who tip or just chat in it general. It responds directly to people who donate. Yeah, they like call out uh, yes. users and stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean it's. It's funny. They're talking shit to each other. I, you know, I feel like after like five minutes of watching, you're like, okay, I get it. You it's, get it. Yeah. But uh, it, it's, it's pretty entertaining. Yeah, it's it's the best version of something like this I've seen so far. Uh, it's still not as good as the uh, Infinite Steam or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah, the Steam, Steam Hams. Hams one. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> like with all of the AI-generated endless streams, it does tend to get old pretty quickly, especially once you start to see patterns start to evolve. Because yeah. they... At first, you're like, holy crap, this is doing an incredible job at coming up with random shit to yell yeah, at each I other with. I think they must have, like, fed the AI, like, insults or something. Yeah. Like, uh, you know. Entire just... joke books. Yeah. Yes. It's interesting, though. It is. It, it is fascinating to watch. Uh, but, yeah, like everything these days, this is also tied to some crypto shit. God damn it. Are you serious? Yeah. At least this one does present itself as a, a form of charity. It involves... Uh, normalizing universal basic income and stuff like that, but it's all done through crypto. So it's like, how serious are they? I don't know. It, regardless, it's good for a brief chuckle. Oh, speaking speaking of fucking crypto, have you noticed that's well, it's not there anymore. But there was this fucking annoying bot that was under like every like, Twitter. Explain it, explain Bob this Bob, and yeah. it's like never it never said anything funny at all. No. But like all the dumbest blue check assholes would always be like. Ugh. And, uh, yeah, it turns out that thing was a crypto thing. And Elon, doing a good thing for the first time in months, was like, oh, well, then you're banned. Yeah. And banned it. And people were very upset about yeah, it. Yeah, they're like, oh, Bob was so funny. It's like, I, I Well, don't and a lot of people mean. were heavily invested in the Bob coin, so. Right. Yeah, they're not too happy anymore. But anyway, when it comes to Donald Trump, though, yeah. there ain't nothing like the real thing, baby. <laughs> and Trump did an absolutely bizarre interview on Fox News Monday night. Yeah. Uh, Fox News is, uh, you know, very friendly. Very friendly to Trump. Until they weren't. But yeah, most shocking of all, Fox host Brett Bayer did not back down in the face of Trump and did a okay job at not letting Trump just steamroll the conversations. He even brought receipts. This is, uh, I mean, it's really just bare minimum quality journalism, but always a surprise to see from Fox, who clearly, as we've been saying, hedging their fucking bets. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Brett Baer grilled Trump in a way that was actually kind of good to see on a platform that is still loved by a vast majority of the Republican Party. Uh, they covered the classified documents case, of course, and there are a bunch of clips where Trump gets caught up in his own lies, like this one. When I'm not president, I can't declassify. And that's what you said. You didn't I said declassify that. I said, no, no. I said I couldn't declassify. could have that declassified. that wasn't a document, Brett. There was no document. That was a massive amount of papers and everything else talking about Iran and other things. And it may have been held up or may not, but that was not a document. I didn't have a document per se. But arguably the best clip of the entire interview has to do with Trump's uh, constant parroting of, I only hire the best people, which doesn't carry a lot of weight uh, because, you know, the second any of those people push back against Trump, he calls them scumbag liars. And, uh, 
Okay, why did you so hire them? If you hire the best people, you, yeah, why did you hire them? Uh, so Bayer sets this up and then goes into a long list of people that Trump has praised and then mocked who worked in his administration. Have a look. I'm going to surround myself with only the best and most serious people. Well, I did do that. This and we time, had tremendous look. We had the best economy we've ever had. This the world time has ever seen. Your Vice President Mike Pence is running against you. Yeah. Your Ambassador to the United Nations, Nikki Haley, she's running against you. Your former Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, said he's not supporting you. You mentioned National Security Advisor John Bolton. He's not supporting you either. You mentioned Attorney General Bill Barr. Uh, says you shouldn't be president again. Uh, calls you the consummate narcissist and troubled man. You recently called and uh, Barr a, a gutless pig. Uh, your second defense secretary is not supporting you, called you irresponsible. This week, you and your White House called your White House chief of staff, John Kelly, weak and ineffective and born with a very small brain. You called your acting White House chief of staff, Mick Mulvaney, a born loser. You called your first secretary of state, Rex Tillerson, dumb as a rock, and your first defense secretary, James Mattis, the world's most overrated general. You called your White House press secretary, Kayla Kennedy, milquetoast, and multiple times you've referred to your transportation secretary, Elaine Chao, as Mitch McConnell's China-loving wife. So, why did you hire all of them in the first place? Because I hired 10 to 1 that were fantastic. We had a great economy. We had phenomenal people in charge of the economy. We had phenomenal people in the military. I'm not a fan of Millie, and I'm not a fan of certain of the television people. But I knocked out ISIS. I defeated ISIS. So, the latest shit talker, uh, Bill Barr, talking yeah. a lot of shit. He's out there looking like Fred Flintstone on all the shows. Yeah. And again, it's just like he's trying to wash his name. Yeah, he's like, oh, this his man, he's, he's unstable. He's like, uh, he's, this man should be nowhere near the levers of power. And it's like, OK, but like you were brought in to help him stay in power. Uh, yeah. I, OK. These, none of these people have any fucking principles. They're trying to wash their legacy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so pretty damning stuff. And we hope that maybe just maybe it got through to their audience somehow because it presents things in a way that really speaks to the Fox News. Audience. Fox News has gone woke in the most simple manner possible. Just a laundry list of inaccuracies and Trump responding with, duh. Fox News is trying to groom its viewers into thinking that Trump isn't yeah. the God Emperor. Let them fight. <laughs> Daily Wire versus Fox News. Again, standing on the sidelines, yeah. just watching it happen. Yeah, me in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great image. Yeah. An absolutely beautiful image. The one of two women fighting yeah. and a guy smoking a fucking bong in the background. A bubbler or something. Yeah. I think it is a bubbler, yeah. which is like just the funniest. It's a tiny bong, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, it's great. Uh, anyways, we will be back with another episode soon. And by then, we will know whether or not a bunch of rich people paid a quarter of a million dollars to die in a tube near the Titanic or not. Until then, make sure you smash yeah. that like button like it's the only button on that submarine. It's got one button, and it's the like button. And I've got a much bigger button. Yes. And it works. <laughs> and it actually, my button actually works. You know what else works? The like button. Hit the like button. Confetti goes everywhere. It's great. Woo! And watch uh, our most recent episodes, which will pop up just in a second here. If you need to be caught up to speed on all the other ocean drama, which you'd be surprised to know there's a lot, of, a lot going even on in the more, ocean. Even more drama in the ocean than the streamer drama. Yeah, exactly. We've got the latest updates on the evolving Orca takeover in our most recent episode of Weekly Weird News. They're up there now. Watch both of those new episodes, and we'll see you soon for some tech news. Bye. Bye.